This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, what would you think about parts of Vancouver becoming pedestrian only? Talking about areas such as Water Street in Gastown, in Yaletown streets such as Hamilton and Mainland, and extending the Robson Street closure, which is in place now, all the way to the West End. There are ideas that are in the Transportation 2040 plan that currently at Vancouver City Hall. And to talk a bit more about this and to get his take on this plan, we are joined by Brent Todarian. He's a city planner. He is with the Todarian Urban Works. Brent, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, no problem at all. Glad to be here. Uh, you know the city of Vancouver uh, very well, probably uh, more on, on a much uh, more uh, intricate level than most. What do you think about the idea of having more of these pedestrian-only zones? Well, this was a, a conversation that uh, Vancouver's been having for a long time, certainly while I was at City Hall um, as Director of Planning. The, the, the whole theory is about not just making the city more walkable, more pedestrian-friendly, but also to create downtown great places, because we our streets are pretty walkable now. We've been emphasizing walking, biking, and public transit in, in Vancouver for a long time. But there's often the conversation that there aren't enough great people places in our downtown. And uh, the city's been putting a lot of effort into that at Robson Square and and closing down streets, uh, even during the Olympics and learning from that. And now doing, uh, through the Viva Vancouver program, street closures um, uh, around the downtown. But the idea of a pedestrianized street or a car light street has been a subject for conversation in Gastown specifically for quite some time. And it's because it's already such a great context. It's such a great place now with the history and the, and the great streets and the great placemaking. Could you make it even better by further taming the car in that neighborhood or even prohibiting the car? But not necessarily all the time. And that's going to be one of the interesting conversations in this study that the city's doing. Uh, and when you say that, not all the time, because one of the things that we talk about or we hear from people is the idea of delivery trucks. And these are mm-hmm. places that have businesses that need things that coming and going. So could you do that in, say, during the day or, or early evening? It's pedestrian only, but then opening it up to traffic? Well, what Grenville Street right now shows that there, is that there's a lot of different scenarios for what car-free even means. Uh, it could be car-free instead of taxis. It could have or except for taxis, it could be car-free instead, except for delivery trucks, or it could be car-free only at certain times of the day, or certain times of the week, or certain times of the year in in specific seasons where closing down the street and 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 putting replacing that space for patios and such, uh, it makes more sense possibly in the summer. So, to me, the the key message is. Uh, this isn't a black and white question. Do you ban cars or not ban cars? There's all sorts of different design ideas that we see from all over the world about different ways to shift the, turn the dial on the prioritization from cars to the prioritization from people. And you don't necessarily have to turn the dial all the way. And you don't have to turn it all the time. Uh, So there's lots of different pilots and scenarios that could be talked about in this study that's coming up. We often compare it to European cities or places that have the plazas and such. Is that a fair comparison, though, to take a city like Vancouver to an older city where, where it's grown up around the plazas and such that we see? Well, interesting to think about that in the context of Gastown, which is our oldest place. And in, in, in a way, you could think of it as our most European part of our entire city or our entire region. 
But uh, there has been, it, it's really important to understand that in North, here in North America, since the 1960s, we've actually made a lot of mistakes trying to, pri- uh, uh, to, to make our streets pedestrian streets, probably before the idea was ready. And, and since the 1960s, a lot of pedestrian streets actually had to be converted back to allowing cars. Uh, so it, you can get it wrong. And we've actually seen many examples uh, in North America of getting it wrong. But having said that, in the last decade or so, there has been a shift. There's been a shift in demographics, a shift in placemaking. And some of these ideas, if they're done right, smartly, in the right place, for the right reasons, they can be great successes. So, And we can learn from European examples, Australian examples, even Latin American examples. Of, of how you do it well and how you can avoid doing it poorly. And so, again, it's dangerous to just look to Europe and say, oh, I saw a great pedestrian street in Europe. I want to do that in Gastown. There needs to be a lot more careful consideration of success and failure than that. But I do believe if we do it right in Gastown, there could be a powerful opportunity here. Do you think we pay enough attention to, to space for people to, to gather and to, to be in the city in that do we have a couple of plazas that there's been we've watched from this studio the the plaza outside the or the space outside the the art gallery uh, across the street we're losing that space uh, the the other uh, public space uh, down at Seymour and Hastings we are going to be losing that space as well do we pay enough right. attention to, to making sure there are places for people to gather if you had asked me that question 10 years ago, even while I was at City Hall, I would have said no, uh, that we focus more on how we get around pedestrians versus cars than we focus on how to great, create great places for people to be. And other cities, even North American cities, did it much better than Vancouver does. It's something that we weren't particularly good at. But I do think, and certainly since the, the transportation plan that was put in place in 2012 that I helped with, um, there has been an, a, a shifting of thinking, not just to being able to move people instead of cars, but also to think of streets and places, not just as places for movement, but as places to be in, to, to enjoy. And so there's been a lot more effort and attention to that in the last 10 years than there was at any time previously. It's a bit of a one-step-forward-one-step-back perspective, though, because Every time the city tries to create a new space on Robson Street, there are some existing plazas that are being transformed because of development. So I think it's something that has to continuously be a priority, a placemaking priority for the city. And I'm not saying anything that City Hall doesn't know. The planners there, my former colleagues, really understand this and are putting a lot of energy into this. Uh, do we do it, though, at the expense of driving? Uh, anybody that drives in the city now knows it can take a long time uh, to uh, get from point A to point B. Uh, it's just, it's difficult getting around, whether there, it's because there are more cars. People are still getting right. around in their vehicles. Well, the, 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 the new understanding is it's not at the expense of driving. It, pe- it's very hard to get around if everyone drives, because cars take up so much space. And we have more and more people that want to move and less and less space because of how big cars are. The key to better city making is to think of it not as moving cars, but moving people. And not just moving, but also having space for people to enjoy the city. So that kind of rethinking has been very powerful and important. And we're actually moving in Vancouver a lot more people every day than we ever have before. 
But that isn't necessarily the same as moving cars, uh, because if everybody tries to move by car, it just doesn't fit, which is why walking, biking, and transit are so incredibly strategically important to the city. It's less expensive publicly and individually to move people without cars, and it just fits because you can actually people in more trips on less space, which is what we critically need as we grow. So it's, it's not an anti-car message. As a matter of fact, people move better when you prioritize walking, biking, and transit, and people enjoy the city better when you prioritize placemaking and, great, and creating great places for people. Uh, can you point to a city that you think has done it right? Well, in the recent time, you know, the, I, I, I avoid using examples from Europe because some people roll their eyes and say, well, that's Europe. But we're, we're really inspired by cities like New York, which wasn't very good at this until about 10 years ago, but have been transforming their streets and public spaces through pilots first and then ultimately making things permanent um, to, to create new plazas, new new uh, space for people to move, but also spaces for people to sit and, and people watch, etc. They've been very good at it. They've done it fast and they've done it cheaply and very smartly. Um, I do a lot of work in Australia. Australian cities have been making a lot of interesting moves in this kind of uh, direction as well. Cities like Sydney, Melbourne, often some of the cities that are compared with us in terms of livability and such, they've been doing some very interesting things. And as I say, Latin American cities, we can learn a lot from what they're doing because they do it fast and they do it cheaply and they do it smartly. All right. Well, Brent, always good to talk to you and to get your expertise. We'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Glad to chat with you. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.